Hey, I want to welcome you to the online sermon ministry at Coastal Community Church, and we are so glad that this is a part of your spiritual journey is watching the sermon online. And, and, uh, but we have a deep conviction at Coastal Community Church that part of our spiritual growth is also to be a part of a Christian community in a local church. And so while we hope that this sermon supplements your spiritual growth, uh, we all want to encourage you to be a part of a local church. And so if you live in our community and you don't have a local church home, we'd love to encourage you to join us at uh, one of our two services. Uh, we just recently relocated. So we meet at 101 Village Avenue in Yorktown, uh, Virginia, and we have two service times, 9, 15, and 11 o'clock. So if you don't have a, a home church, I want to invite you to attend one of our services. All right, so great to see you guys this morning. And uh, it's great to have you. It's a special morning of worship. Let me uh, do a couple things while these folks are making their way up. Uh, first of all, um, this is our family worship this morning. So if you got your kids with you and they're getting a little fidgety and they got to get up and walk around, that's fine, okay? And uh, do what you got to do. Uh, we do family worship a couple times a year for a, one, a couple reasons. One reason, though, is to give our children's volunteers a week off. And uh, they do an amazing job. So do me a favor, your children's volunteers, stand, all right? We want to know who volunteers in our children's ministry. Thank you very, very much, all right? Appreciate each and every one of you. It wouldn't happen without you. Second thing is, um, yesterday uh, I heard there was an article in the newspaper about our food ministry at Coastal, and I just actually just laid eyes on it a few minutes ago. But um, you know, you guys did an incredible job yesterday. Uh, Coastal fed over 375 people came through, which represents about 11 to 1,200 people that got food and. Uh, it's my understanding, if, I, if, I, if I've heard right, that everybody got a turkey as well, which is what I encourage you guys to do. So you guys brought in almost 400 turkeys last week, and uh, I see about six or 700 turkeys here this morning. So uh, it's great to see you all. So uh, thank you all very, very much. And uh, just, you know, it's, it, we want to we be, um, I guess, a hand into the community and help people so that uh, we build relationships so that people can hear the most important message that they're ever going to hear, and that's the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We want people to, to have an easier, we want to ease the challenges of life so that people can ultimately hear the greatest message of all, which is to, is to know Christ and have eternal life. Okay, so thank you all for making that happen. So this is our parent-child dedication this morning, okay? And, uh, and so before I introduce these folks to you, let me make sure you understand what we're doing. These families this morning are, are standing here and they're dedicating themselves uh, to raising their children in the ways of the Lord. They're dedicating themselves to bringing their children to a local church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. This dedication this morning doesn't save their children from the penalty of sin. Only a relationship with Christ through repentance and faith can do that. Secondly, these parents are also dedicating their children to the Lord. They're asking the Lord by the power of his Holy Spirit, by the power of the preached word, to draw their children in belief and in faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So that's it's kind of a, a two-part dedication. Now, say I'm going to let you in on a little bit of the second service, okay, and talk to you about how this works, okay? Second service, um, we are going to be baptizing a young lady 
who grew up in this church. And so uh, her parents was actually the first wedding that I ever did at Coastal, all right? And then on Father's Day of 2009, uh, her family stood up here and dedicated to raising their daughter in the ways of the Lord. And then the second service is this, uh, today, she's going to be b- baptized and declaring Christ as Savior. So that's kind of what this looks like, okay? That's why we're incorporating it all into one service. Okay, so let me introduce you to some folks, okay? The Barons, all right, this is Andrew and Megan and their newborn, Vivian. She's so cute and so tiny. Okay, and so uh, the Holloways, Justin and Laura, and this is their son, Lucas, and uh, they're dedicating to raising Lucas in the Lord. And then Joel and Cindy Isley, I can't tell you how special this family is to me. Um, And so they're the, the new start with Christ here in the last few years, and they're dedicating Gabe, who... Uh, Gabe, you're super special to me, and I appreciate the hug every Sunday after church, so find me every week, okay? And then uh, Matthew and Casey Leach and, and their daughter Camden, and, and they're going to be dedicating Camden to being raised in the Lord. And then Peter and Kelly Muir, I've known you guys for a long time, and uh, they're going to be dedicating their son Finn, and, and we were part of Praying for Finn in a discipleship group that Peter and I were in together, and, uh, and then... I'm going to come back around to Andrew and Holly at the end, but uh, what a dear, dear brother Andrew is, and they're going to be dedicating their son Stone Jedediah, which sounds like a Jedi knight, but uh, we're going to be dedicating him in just a moment. Did he like that? I don't know if Holly liked it. She may come over and punch me, but very special fam. I'm going to talk about them in just a minute. The book of Psalms says children are a gift from the Lord and they're a reward from him and our children are, are truly gifts from the Lord and scripture commands us as parents to teach our children about the Lord Jesus Christ, to train them up. Uh, parents, all of us in this room, by the way, your greatest responsibility as a parent is not to make sure your kid gets a good education, all that's important, not to make sure they have everything they want in life, although those things can be helpful. Your greatest job is to train your children and prepare them for the day that they're going to meet God face to face. Your most important job is to make disciples of your children. Your children's spiritual welfare will not simply be accomplished by telling them about Jesus, so that is part of it, okay? It's the words of our mouths that are combined with the obvious presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives on a daily basis that, that communicates the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I use the phrase frequently, more will be caught than taught. And so parents, as you live at home, you know, the overflow of the Spirit of God working in your life will be caught in the life of your children. My hope is the birth of your children inspires you to a greater resolve to let Christ shine in your lives at home, that the supremacy of Christ would be obvious inside your homes. Proverbs 22 says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers, do not provoke your children anger, but by, by the way that you treat them, rather bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. And so, parents, the scripture uh, encourages us to be a part of a local church. And so, at Coastal, we believe that a follower of Jesus Christ should also be committed to a local church. And so, my hope is this morning that you're committing yourselves to also being a part of a local church, working with other Christians, being a part of a small group, finding a place of service. And, and we believe at Coastal, the scriptures teach by doing these things, it creates a a biblical means of grace that the Lord uses to draw us to himself in repentance and faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to ask you as parents to make a commitment here this morning, okay? 
if you are committing yourself to these things, if, if Andrew and Megan and Justin and Laura and Joel and Cindy and Matthew and Casey, Peter and Kelly and Andrew and Holly, I'm going to challenge you to commit yourself to bringing your children up in the ways of Christ and committing yourself to a local church who will support you and support your family in raising your children in the things of the Lord. And so if you're making that commitment, would you say we are committed? Okay. Now, church, I want to give you a challenge because you have a part to play in this. You know, as a church, the Bible uses the language we're part of the family of God. And as a family, we need to work alongside these families in their efforts to portray Christ to their children. We're, we're not merely spectators this morning. We're, we're called to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're called to exhibit, exhibit godly characteristics to reinforce what's being taught in their homes by what they see here when we meet corporately, as we commit our time, our talent, and our treasure to, to provide a gospel-centered church where these families know that they can raise their children to know Jesus Christ as Savior. And so as an extension of the discipleship that's taking place at home, we as a church are committing to walk alongside these families. And so church family and friends, if, if you believe that's your part today, to commit to a local church and be a part of giving a gospel-centered church as an extension of discipleship, would you too say, we are committed, church? Okay. And so I'm going to end our time here with prayer, and I'm going to pray over these children, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to draw them to themselves, the saving knowledge of Christ. Until that day, uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going to ask that the Holy Spirit will draw, will draw them to the point where they're one day going to stand in front of us and be baptized, acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But before I do that, I, I want to pray, a, I want to give a blessing. I love names, don't you? And I know these parents probably didn't just pick these names of these children willy-nilly, right? Uh, there's probably some thought that was given. So uh, there's a blessing that we have for each child. So Andrew and Megan, Vivian means full of life. I don't know if you knew that. You probably did because you chose the name, right? Um, and so, Vivian, my prayer for you is that you would be full of the abundant life and have eternal life that only comes through Christ. That's my prayer for Vivian. Lucas, or Luke, come means light giving. Did you know that? Is that why you chose it? All right, maybe not. Illumination. So here's my prayer blessing. Lucas, may your life be light-giving and point people to the true light, which is Jesus Christ. Gabe, it's not a shock to me that your name means devoted to God. If anybody knows Gabe, knows he's serious about his pursuit of, of Christ. So Gabe or Gabriel, my prayer for you is that you will uphold your name. And you will be fully devoted to God and to his son, Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for you, Gabe. Camden. I struggled with this. It means winding or crooked valley. Here we go. Ready? This is why I make the big bucks. Here we go. Ready? Here. Here's my prayer blessing. Camden. Just like John the Baptist, I pray that your life may pave a way for making Jesus Christ famous. Isaiah 45 says that John's ministry was to make the crooked path straight to Christ. And so Camden, I pray that you'll point people to Jesus Christ. Finn. 
Fair or white is what it means. It's an Irish name, right? Did you all know that? Are you all Irish? No, whatever. Here we go. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. They're like, I don't want to answer. <clears throat> Finn. Finn, my prayer for you. And we, by the way, Finn, I prayed for you before you were born. And we prayed even for your conception. Finn, my prayer is that you, for you t- is to clothe yourself in what is often the often used term in the New Testament, white robes which is symbolic of Christ's righteousness. So, Fan, my prayer for you is that you would know Christ and be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. This last one is special to me, and, uh, and so I'm going to do something special at a request of a very dear friend. Um, one of the things that you guys may not know about ministry, ministry is really, really hard, and there was a lot of years that, um, I, you know, I stood as a, as a I guess a lead pastor or whatever my title is, but um, God brought me Pastor Andrew about, how long have you been here now? Three years? You work so fast, it feels like a decade, okay? So uh, you stretched me um, two years, and one of the reasons he came here and we connected is he felt like I needed a brother in Christ, kind of a partner, and that's who Andrew is to me. He's a, you know, the Bible says that Jesus sent the disciples out in twos to do the work together, and so I just want you guys to know he's my partner, um, and I love serving the Lord next to him. And so he, he loves symbolism, and so he asked me to anoint stone with oil, okay, which I'm going to do. And so uh, in the scriptures, uh, it's, it's fantastic. This is better than I imagined it in my head, so... Um, yeah. It's going to be a long service if you all keep this up. We got a lot to do. So, Stone's feet. He's going to be a preacher. Um, I hope so. So, the, the oil represents um, the Holy Spirit. And there's a couple spots in the Bible where the oil represents the Holy Spirit. So, we're, we're going to ask that the Holy Spirit draws stone uh, into a relationship with Christ. Okay. So, so, let me do this. Matthew chapter 16. Come here, young man. Okay. My prayer for you, stone, which means hard or rock, which comes from Peter. My prayer for stone is that he would commit himself to the great confession of the apostle Peter found in Matthew 16, where Peter declared, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And stone, my prayer for you is that you would serve the Lord And as an overflow of your life, Christ would be made famous, the kingdom of God would be brought to earth, and the gates of hell would not prevail against your ministry, young man. All right? That's our prayer. Uh, John means God is gracious. And uh, I love that. It's actually what my name means, too. My name's a derivative of John. So, John, my blessing for you is that you would experience, understand, and share in the grace of God found only in Jesus Christ. Scott and Annie, uh, talk about William. William means, I don't know, we got a picture, that's what it is. It's like, what'd I say? Okay, that is a phenomenal picture. All right, William means strong warrior. And Scott, since you're 6'4", that seems appropriate. So, um, he's 6'6". I took away two inches. All right. 
William, here's my prayer blessing for, for you. William, may you be a strong-willed warrior for truth, righteousness, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jackson is a derivative of Jack, and, uh, or, and if you drill down even further, it's a derivative of John, which also means God, God is gracious. And uh, for those of us who experience the grace of God in Christ, there's not a greater blessing. So Jackson, my prayer for you is that you as well will experience and understand and share in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the grace of God found in God's son, Jesus Henry, Henry Jacob, um, it's Pastor Joey, he kept telling me Jacob means scoundrel. I said, well, we're going with Henry, okay? And so Henry means ruler of the home. <laughs> Joey said that is true in more ways than you can imagine. So um, now I want to give you a little background because Pastor Joey was very intentional, him and Braden, on naming their son. And so Henry was named after a commentator, Matthew Henry, very famous and well-known commentator of the 1700s. And Matthew Henry was articulate and careful with the word of God and his commentaries deeply influenced George Whitfield and Charles Spurgeon. So if you know your church history, Whitfield had a, was a part of a huge revival here in America, and Charles Spurgeon is known as the Prince of Preachers. And so, Henry, that's why you were named. And so, Henry, my prayer for you, my prayer of blessing, this is that you will fall deeply in love with Jesus, that you will carefully handle God's word, so that your life will deeply impact those of you, those around you, Henry Jacob. Brady, is that Brady making all the noise down there? Brady means barrel-chested or large-chested, right? I wrote down, it might mean good quarterback, but I don't know, so um, only sports people get that. So here's my prayer, because we need some... Some men of God to stand for the truth of God in a world that doesn't see that as something worth standing on anymore. My prayer is, Brady, that you'll be strong and stout in your faith and in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And an Emery Rose means brave and powerful. So my prayer for you is that you will be brave and stand firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ, even when those around you are choosing not to stand on the gospel. That's my prayer of blessing. So church, let's do this. Let's bow our head and pray for these children and ask the Holy Spirit to lead them to himself. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these children. We recognize this morning, as your scriptures say, that children are a gift from you. I want to pray for these homes, God. There will be moments where these parents will need wisdom that comes from community and comes from your word and comes from your Holy Spirit to figure out exactly how to lead their homes and lead their children. And so I pray for wisdom. I pray for these parents that they will be daily dying to themselves and pursuing Christ so that the overflow of their love for you and the overflow of the Spirit of God will be caught by their children. And I pray for each child up here, God, that your spirit would be upon them and lead them to yourself until they bow a knee to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the day that they stand up here and testify 
publicly that they're believers through the ordinance of baptism. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Come on Amen. up. This is one of my favorite things that we do at Coastal Community Church. And uh, while they're making their way up, let me explain what's happening so you guys are aware. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, we believe the Bible teaches at Coastal that baptism is an outward expression of an inward commitment, okay? So, uh, I know you all are eager to look at them, but do me a favor and look at me so you know what you're doing, you know why we're doing this, all right? Uh, part of the great commission of Christ to us as a church is to make disciples of all nations. And then we're to baptize those disciples, all right? And so this is, an, this is a public profession of their faith in Jesus Christ, all right? So this doesn't save them. It's their, we don't get to heaven because of any work that we do. We get to heaven because of the work of Jesus Christ, right? And when we repent of our sins and we believe in him, the righteousness of Christ is now credited, credited to us by grace through faith, okay? But Christ has called us to acknowledge him publicly through baptism. And so, uh, and so this can be intimidating. And I know there's probably a lot of nerves up here. But, but these folks that are standing before you are standing here this morning saying, Hey, you know, we want you to know that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. We're turning from our sin. We're pursuing him. The second thing that I want you to know is one of the reasons we do this as a family worship, we try to get everybody in the room, is if you minister anywhere at Coastal, you're on a parking team, a greeting team, you're on some ministry behind the scenes that's admin and you give some time, every single ministry points to this, this big passion of ours that we want the community to know about Christ. And so you're a part of this this morning, okay? Your ministry is so important to being the hands and the feet of Christ, okay? So thank you for your part, okay? The third thing I want you to know, we do this a little bit different at Coastal, okay? We always ask the person that's being baptized, hey, is there somebody that, that you would like to baptize you? Somebody that's really invested in you spiritually, that's helped, uh, you know, make your decision to follow Christ. And so a lot of times the people that are doing the baptism this morning, these are people that maybe sometimes they didn't even really know the impact they were having spiritually, but these are people that invested in these folks one way or the other. And so they're actually doing the baptism this morning. And my prayer for you, if you're a member here or regular here, I hope, hope one day, and you're a follower of Jesus, I hope one day you get to baptize somebody because that's just the natural overflow of, of a person being fired up for Christ and wanting other people to know Christ. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do, okay, uh, I'm going to, you guys need to come on this way, come this way, and I'll work my way around, and um, I'm going to hold the microphone, okay, is it on? I have like a double, if I talk this way, do we get like a feedback thing? That would be fun. So I'm going to hold the microphone, okay, and they're going to share their story, and one of the reasons we have them share their story is... Um, I just believe there may be somebody here this morning that your story bumps up against theirs, and you go, man, that was my story, you know, and I, I didn't know Christ, and, and maybe these folks will help encourage you, okay? So one of the neat things, you know, we did parent-child, one of the neat things about families is it's very, very natural uh, in a Christian home for our children to catch the gospel in our homes, right? And so and so this morning, you know, we have Bailey here, and, and uh, she's, I know, a strong Christian family, and, uh, and and her dad's going to be baptizing her. Are you going to talk, young lady? Yeah, you got your thing. Hello, my name is Bailey Harris, and I'm MS9. A few years ago, I came to find my place in the Lord, which was when I accepted him. My favorite Bible verse is, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed, and the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-18 Because of God's love for me and Jesus' sacrifice, 
I am now perfect in God's eyes. I am getting baptized because it shows that you're a believer, you are committed, and that you follow Jesus' example. Today, my dad is baptizing me because he has helped me through my spiritual journey and is a great role model. Let me introduce you guys, okay? So this is Tegan, and this is her mom and dad, Aaron and Jenna. It's kind of the same thing. I think you'll see the, the pattern here that when a home is following Christ, it's, it's very, very common for the kids to catch Christ in the home. And so the home is just such an important tool for discipleship. So uh, I think you're going to talk, right? Okay, so talk for Tegan. Uh, Tegan just started orthodontia work, so she can't really speak right now. <laughs> um, Tegan first asked me if she could be baptized a couple months ago. She had been asking some hard questions while we were in the car uh, one or two days, and we enjoyed going back and forth and discussing what it meant to follow Jesus and live her life for him. It turns out that that is when she decided to ask Jesus into her heart. She came to us and asked us if she could be baptized. We are so proud of her and her desire to learn more about God's love for her. Amen. Great job, Tegan. I'll make my way down here. This is Christina and her dad. And, uh, you know, she, again, uh, you see the trend? All right, with that, this is fantastic. Christina, why don't you share your story? Why I want to be baptized is because it proves that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen. So you want to read? You want to read the rest of it? Okay. I'll tell you what, that's, that's more powerful than you know. So thank you. This is Katie, and uh, you want me to talk the whole way? I can do it. You can do it, okay. Okay. Great story. Um, Serves at the food bank. Uh, Runs into a lot of church people at the food bank, okay, but didn't always understand the gospel. And so God's really transformed her life through the gospel of Jesus. And so Courtney, who serves, you know, spearheads the food ministry, is going to be baptizing her. Great story. Thank you for that. That was it. (laughs) Um, I lived most of my life as an unbeliever uh, for things, for the way that I was raised um, and the way that my life led. I I was saved and accepted Jesus into my life, and I've seen Jesus um, and God work in people's lives, and Courtney has shown me what it's like to be a Christian and a strong woman, and um, that helped me make the decision that I want to be a good Christian as well and live my life for Lord instead of for myself. Uh, I have a special spot in my heart for this family. So um, this guy used to be my son's soccer coach and one of the best, best coaches I've ever seen. Um, One of the most positive people with young kids I've ever seen. So, um, and just watch them journey and figure out the gospel has been amazing and so he's going to have the privilege of baptizing his wife today so and then watching their kids now grow in christ is incredible so cindy well we started coming to coastal about two years ago and um, have met some amazing people here who have really helped with my spiritual journey and um Those in my small group have been integral. Thank you. But uh, my journey to get here to Coastal was a long one. (laughs) Um, I think it started when I was 17 years old and had my first child as a teenager. 
But somebody was there with me because she's sitting right out there. She's 28 years old with that baby hollering over there. <laughs> Married and I did something right, but somebody was there with me. Um, I had two other children along my journey. One is 18, one is nine. And I have gained a wonderful stepson and a wonderful son-in-law. And then most recently, that little baby over there, my first granddaughter. Um, but I certainly couldn't have gotten here without this guy right here beside me. <laughs> and he's gonna cry. Um, he, he's the crier in our family. Um, <laughs> Just so you guys know, they're in our small group, and we do this every week. <laughs> and it's no longer sentimental to us. We just all start laughing at him. It's terrible, but that... Well, I have no doubt that my journey to get here was definitely God's plan for me, because he prepared, prepared me to be right here with this guy. I don't think I would have been prepared for him, but... He was placed in my life at a very dark time, and he became the rock that I had been searching for. He gave me strength, and he made me understand that I deserved so much more. So without him, I wouldn't be up here today, and he is the reason, he's the reason why I chose him to baptize me. I'm so proud to be his wife, and I can't wait to, to finish my life with you on this earth. <laughs> I know this has been a long journey for you, Robert, so I'm thrilled that you're being baptized. I know Kim's baptizing you, so I'll let you share your story. Okay. All right. My mother taught me early to have a script because I can get a little long-winded. That's why I'm going to hold the mic. <laughs> First, giving glory and honor praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I was first baptized when I was 12 through an old country church in a little small town called Gloucester. And at that time, it was more an adolescent rite of passage or tradition. We all did it, whether we understood its importance or not. And although I have felt the love of Christ in my heart, I did not have or sought a personal relationship with him. The social turmoil of the civil rights movement led me to embrace Islam in 1974, and for 35 years I acknowledged and stood firmly upon its principles. However, I always found my way back to the church for special events, homecomings, revivals, and so forth. I realized, however, that something in all those years was missing, and that was soul salvation. It was then that I made an earnest investigation into the role of Christ and the eternal destination of man. I had many unanswered questions, but through the teachings of the pastors, the ministers, and a host of Christian loving brothers and sisters, many of those questions have been answered. And now today, before this crowd of witnesses, although this is a much larger venue than I had planned, <laughs> York, York River, I have chosen to rededicate my life to accept and follow Christ to study, learn, meditate, and pray on his word. To assist me are my sister, Minister Patricia Lee, and a man I have grown to love 
Mr. Minister Kim Hill, his wife Kathy. I'd also like, I'm finished reading. I'm also like to recognize some family members here. Um, my 86 year old mother came all the way from Gloucester County. <laughs> and since she was at my first baptism, it's only fitting that she be here today. And I'm so grateful, Mom, that you came. She's sitting all the way in the back. But mom, I see you back there. And I'm so grateful, Sister Cindy, my niece is here. Sandra, my niece, came from Jersey. She's here. AJ. And if there are other family members here, and I don't see you because of the bright light, Sean, I understand. <laughs> I just want you to know how grateful I am for this opportunity to make this dedication in front of you all. Thank you. I love how the people that drove from Gloucester got a bigger shout out than ones that drove from New Jersey. It's, like it's harder to come from here than there, but it's praise the Lord. Let's pray over these guys and baptize them, all right? Heavenly Father, thank you for saving your children, you know. It's all the work of you, and you do use people along the way, whether it's a husband or a mom or a dad or uh, someone that, uh, you just, that you serve with near work or whatever. God, you use people to draw and introduce the gospel, and use the Holy Spirit is ultimately does all the work. And so all glory to you, Heavenly Father, all praise to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so to, now as we do this baptism, we're recognizing, hey, dead to self, dead to sin, alive in the spirit to walk and follow and pursue the righteousness granted to us in Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bailey, have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Yes. All right. Well, it is a great honor as your earthly father to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in death and raised in life in him. Begin. Have you accepted Christ? We now get to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You ready? Christina, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Well, by confession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. You ready? Buried with him in death. <laughs> and raised with him in life. I know this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Katie, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I have. And I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Would you say, I'm alive in Christ. Cindy, do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Then in Jesus' name I baptize you in the name of the Son, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Dead to sin, alive in Christ. My brother Robert, yes. is Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. And is it your desire to follow him, to serve him, and to glorify him the rest of your life? Yes. 
I hereby baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hi, I'm Jarrett. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, and ever since that, I kind of thought I was born into Christianity, but I, didn't, I never lived out my own faith. I kind of just slept in church on Sunday. I would, you know, sing the song and then sit back down and go to sleep. I didn't really pay attention. And there was a part of my life where I kind of just pushed away God. And during that time, I, I developed anxiety and depression. And I didn't turn to God when I had those struggles. And I kind of just let them grow inside me. And my parents told me I needed to pray and start paying attention to church. And I started doing those things, and it really helped me get through my problems that I was dealing with. Um, But I really just went to church on Sunday. I never really read the Bible myself. I never really had any spiritual growth after that. I was kind of just stayed there. I went by the good feeling I got in church every week, and it kind of encouraged me to get through the week. And April of this year, I started going to youth group, and that was where people first, like, I had people that cared about me. And I could, it kind of lit the spark for me to pursue Christ when I could talk to people. And they were there for me and in share groups. And I got into discipleship with others. And it helped me get through my depression and my anxiety. Now I read the Bible almost every day. And... God put so many awesome people in my life, and um, I've changed a lot in more than the past six months that I have in my whole life. A few weeks ago, I was given the opportunity to do a sermon to my peers, and that was really important to me because it showed that I, could, I grew from where I was before, and I'm now in the leadership, at, leadership team at Youth Group, and now I look back on all God has done in my life, and... Um, from where I was to standing here on stage today, and I've decided to follow Jesus. Good morning, I'm Mike Pluger, uh, Kai's father. I just want to say a couple words before Kai shares his testimony with you this morning. Um, My wife's Japanese, so Kai's Japanese-American, so... uh, um, we have friends and family that don't speak English, so Kai's going to share his testimony uh, in Japanese as well as English this morning. We awesome. wanted to take that opportunity to uh, share the gospel with friends and family that may not otherwise have heard it. So, Good morning, everyone. My name is Kai Pluger, and I will share my testimony with you. Before I accepted Jesus, I noticed how beautiful nature was, so I t- thought to myself, who created it? Then I realized I was sitting... I learned at church and from reading the Bible that God created everything. When I realized I was sinning, like lying and stealing my brother's things, I thought about what God would do to me. I realized God would punish me and I would be separated from him. I know that God sent Jesus to save me. So I accepted him and gave him control over my life. I still struggle with sin, but he forgives me. Because he loves me and he is my savior. That is how I accepted Jesus as my savior. Thank you very much.
皆さんおはようございます。僕の名前はプルーガー・カイです。僕の信仰告白を聞いてください。僕はずっと前から太陽や木や自然のものを見て誰が作ったのかを考えていました。そして僕は教会に行ったり聖書を読んで神様が作ったことが分かりました。また僕はお父さんのおも弟のおもちゃを取ったり嘘をついたり嘘をついたりついた時神様が僕に何をするのかなと考えました。そして神様が僕を叱って僕が神様から離れてしまうことに気がつきました神様は僕のこ,ことを愛していて僕を助けるためにイエス様を地球に送ってくれたことを信じますこれ,がこれからも僕は悪いことをしていますしてしまうと思うけれど神様は信じて神様を信じて救い主のイエス様と一緒に生きていきたいですありがとうございました Good morning. My name is Summer, and this is my husband, Daniel.、Um, my story starts, I guess, in my childhood. I was raised in a house where We didn't really talk about God, and、uh, we really only invited Him into conversation. We'd pray over meals at the holidays.、Um, I grew up kind of doing whatever I wanted, so I led a, led a pretty sinful life.、Um, as I finished college,、um, I got very sad and hopeless and felt like life had no meaning. and I felt like I had nobody else to turn to. So that was when I started praying and reading the Bible and just looking for some kind of direction.、Um, and that was also when Daniel and I started looking for a church and we found Coastal.、Um, and ever since then, things have gotten a lot easier. <laughs> I felt like my life has meaning. And like I have direction and something to look forward to. So I'm here getting baptized today because I don't ever want to turn back and I don't ever want to live my life without God. Thank you.、Um, my name is Kayla. I've been attending Coastal since 2012. And finally, undergoing membership here and taking that step to submit myself to the church leadership here and to you guys. So, I just wanted to give a, I say short, <laughs> try,、um, overview of the way that Christ has transformed my life、um, in my first formal believer's baptism.、Uh, 
Um, so the gospel first impacted me at age 12, and I thought I was a pretty good Christian until I came to college. Before this, I saw my witness as a way to be nice to people, and to work hard, and I had people pouring into me for years. Um, I'm having my friend Nancy baptize me today because she started pouring into me when I was 10 years old. Um, anyway, I've had a lot of people pouring into me over the years, and then in college, Christ impacted me. I think my testimony will resonate with those who've seen God work in themselves more throughout their Christian walk and not primarily the moment when they accepted Christ. Once in college, I started to learn about God's character and to see him as a father and a friend. I began to actually learn what it was like to trust him, and my spiritual reawakening during my first semester of college came about because it was the first time I was forced to make a choice and sacrifice for Christ. I've been trying to balance out perfect grades, being friends with everyone, and of course, figure out who I wanted to be. And I found that God was calling me to make a choice to not be comfortable, but to follow him. It seemed like my only real option. So I broke up with a boyfriend I'd been dating for a few years, knowing that relationship was <laughs> not encouraging my walk with God and was pretty much idolatry. And as a result, I was broken, fell into a depression, and had nothing to lean on but God's promises. He sought me at my lowest, and it's been four years to the day that I recommitted my life to him. Wow. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that's not coincidence that I'm standing before you now. In the past four years, I could recount story after story about God's faithfulness and where I followed him in obedience and where he led me, where he wanted me to go and taught me what I needed to be taught in response and in leadership. He walked me through my healing, provided a church family at Coastal, a community at University Christian Fellowship, and a small group of friends that helped me grow. Additionally, through other painful experiences, God has been healing me in other ways. After three years of injuries and two consecutive surgeries, I'm stronger than before. He provided for me financially, humbled me, and showed me more that my broken state was more important than my physical body, my internal broken state. And once I realized that, he took my bitterness and my anger and began to replace it with contentment. I think the most significant overarching part of my testimony is something I haven't even mentioned yet, about how God has taken a heart of stone and turned it to a heart of flesh, and I've embraced my identity as his child, and he's given me joy. Because the gospel before college impacted mainly my actions and not my heart, I still felt like a slave to perfectionism, greediness, selfishness, idolatry to my boyfriend at the time, and a lot of self-hate. I worried constantly and was my own worst critic. Not that I didn't put on a smile. But truly, God has given me joy. My personality is bubbly and energetic. I have a heart to serve and love others, and I'm trying to pursue that vocationally 100%. I sincerely believe that nothing else is worth all of my affection and in my shortcomings. I've seen God's grace draw me closer rather than push me away as it would have once. And I definitely still struggle with pride and lust and contentment, but those are the places where God is still challenging me to take him at his word and recognize my need for a savior. I guess mainly what I'm trying to say is that I recognize that all of my good qualities and my love for people has come directly from the Holy Spirit working in me and perfecting those things in me when I'm seeking him above all else. It's not me, and it's not because I'm genuinely a good person. It's because of Jesus my life has purpose and joy. Uh, good morning. My name is Blair. I moved here in August from Pennsylvania to take a job as a teacher. Um, I was actually under the impression I was going to Water's Edge, but I ended up here. <laughs> but God let me know this is where I'm, I need to be, and um, I feel at home here. I grew up having a strong relationship with God. However, in high school and college, 
I drifted away from that relationship and the life God had planned for me. <laughs> Things came to a head in my sophomore year of college when I was plagued with a memory from my past and I could not escape it. I was evaluated and put on medicine for depression and social anxiety, but that did not help things get better. In fact, they got worse. Um, one weekend, my parents made me come home from college because my brother called them um, worried because I told him I didn't want to be here anymore. My mom took me to church, and the pastor called the prayer team up, and I actually felt led to go up, but instead I went to the bathroom. Uh, but when I came back in, I was approached by someone who wanted to pray for me, and I didn't know her, and she said, God is telling you you need to let this memory go, and even though you feel like no one understands, he always has. God came to me at my absolute worst moment. I was hopeless, and he made me see my worth in his eyes. I can't explain what that moment meant to me. It forever changed me. Even though I still struggle with seasons of my life, I will never doubt God's love and presence in it. But God demonstrates his own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. I was able to take myself off the medicine and feel the numbness I was feeling with the love of Christ, and I'm ready to demonstrate my new life in him. Uh, good morning. I'm Steve LaPaul. Uh, I was baptized as an infant, uh, brought up Catholic. Um, and I drifted away during, uh, after I joined the Navy, went to college, and had some really weird ideas about things, um, as we all do sometimes. I got married, and uh, my wife and I were awaiting the birth of our first child, and uh, we lost that child due to a tubal pregnancy. And we started searching for that God-shaped hole. And uh, I knew not to blame God. The Spirit was telling me, although I didn't know what that was, was telling me to search for God. He was calling to us. Uh, we found a local church and spent a lot of time there. And through fellowship, friendship, uh, I went into a men's Bible study. And that's where my spiritual baptism took place. Uh, the men there gathered around me. They taught me what the scripture said. Um, and I want to know, how do I get this? How do I act like these guys are? They're fantastic. I was through mission work and reading the Bible and study. And more importantly, living into that discipleship role Christ called all of us to be. Um, we are always in that discipleship role. I'm still being discipled. Um, I thank God every day that uh, he was called to me again. And uh, I follow his word. And it's only through him that I'm able to do the things that I can. Uh, it's not about me, it's about him. If I think I can't, he can. When I think I can't witness to somebody or someone, he can. He witnesses through us, through my experiences. And we go out and help people in Virginia Beach. We go out and put roofs on houses and do those mission things that us guys love to do. We have the, the will and the experience and know how with the spirit to do those things. And we show Christ's love through that. 
Um, so my hope is here today that you all are able to do those things. And when you think you can't, the Spirit says you can. Um, I'm here as an adult to give my life to Christ and uh, thank uh, my wife for their support, my family for their support through that. Um, but this is my witness, my testimony, and I thank God every day that I'm able to wake up every day and do those things. And through the Spirit, He will work through me. Amen. This is, uh, i tell you what, before you talk, and this is uh, the deans, Jenny and Andre, and this is who I was talking about. I did their wedding, first wedding I ever did, and uh, uh, actually Andre threatened me. If I didn't do it, he'd beat me up, so I <laughs> capitulated. But incredible. This is a con incredible, for me, it's a really special baptism to see the Lord, as you guys follow Christ, now you get to baptize your daughter. So go ahead, Mia. My name is Mia Ding, and I am seven years old. I asked Jesus, Jesus into my heart when I was five. I have watched many people get baptized at church, and I wanted to do the same because Jesus is in my heart, and I want everyone to know it. From the start, I have felt that Jesus was my friend. In school and church, I learned how much Jesus loves me and that he died on the cross for me. We sing a song at school that says exactly how I feel. It is by grace I have been saved through faith, but not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. I'll tell you what, I am. Uh... Before we baptize you guys, let's pray. I want to say I, I have not heard... Um, as many testimonies that had such a clear understanding of the gospel of Christ as I just heard this morning from each of you. So just well done. Um, Kai, I'm glad you got through the Japanese part because I don't think anybody up here could have helped you. Okay, you were <laughs> totally on your own on that. So amazing. So let's pray. Okay, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you're working in the lives of each of these people and um, just to hear their very clear understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ is so encouraging to me personally. And I uh, thank you that they're saved, that they're walking with you from all walks of life. It's amazing to me, God, how you use hurts, you use disappointments, you use past memories, you use spouses, you use parents. Um, God, there's so many ways that you're working all around us, and we just give you praise for that. You haven't left us in our mess. You haven't forgotten us. Uh, God, you're saving us by the Spirit and by the gospel of Jesus, so we give you praise for these being baptized, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, let's do this. Jared, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dead in sin. Alive in Christ. Kai, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in death, raised to live with him in new life. Some of have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Yes. Good. Uh, profession of your faith. Man. <laughs> so, I've been practicing all morning. In the name, in the name of the Father, 
of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptized. <laughs> Raise up to new life. practicing all morning <laughs> but I told her I was Presbyterian and I can do anything <laughs> Kayla do you uh, confess to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior all right then I baptize you in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit Dead in sin and alive in Christ It's a disappointment to you that I'm just the pastor of Coastal and not of Water's Edge, so come on in. And, uh, and what a great testimony. Yeah, have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. So it's based upon your profession of faith. I'm your brother in Christ, and I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, and raised to walk in a new life. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And it's my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism. Raised to walk in a new life. Mia London Dean, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your God and Savior, your Lord and Savior? Um, upon your profession of faith, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. Buried with him in death, and raised again in new life. Closer. 